Hi, welcome again to what did what, what did I say last week? Um, <laughs> Nico's. I don't. I don't remember. I'm sorry. It's been a week. Um, there's graduations and shit happening. <laughs> but today we're gonna be Kenneth is dying. I'm dying on mute. But um, today we're gonna be talking about hypersexuality and romantic interest. Uh, I think I covered this in a video. Perhaps it's maybe. I, once again, my brain is scattered right now. But everyone is pulling in. So. In the LGBT community, you know, especially in the gay sector, we tend to lead with sexuality and physicality. So when it comes to romantic interest, I've found that it depends, as in there's a certain threshold of hypersexuality that you can put out to still remain a viable dating partner, at least from my own experiences. Like, for example, when I would push, push when I would post shirtless pictures, I was still viewed as desirable as romantic interest, but from time to time, I would post riskier things. Um, you know, Nick's texting me. Um, riskier things. <laughs> um, and that's when I would have an issue and people would no longer try to actually get to know me, but try to leave me in the box of sexual object. But definitely drop your opinions. Who, who wants to go first, raise your hands because I love the back and forth. Ken is still laughing, and I'm I'm wondering if she's about to light me up. Prince Onyx, you have your hand up. Yes, so I had to unmute myself. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I want to say it was your most recent video, Nico. You were talking about the topic of, it was one of the most recent ones about like desirability and how that happens with uh, with dating and hypersexuality and things like that. And then someone on Twitter took it a step further and brought up how. You know, when it comes to those who are conventionally or conveniently, I never can't really get that term. So I say both words, conventionally and conveniently attractive. They they don't really have to do much. They The bare minimum, quote unquote, is literally just them existing. But someone like me, who is dark skinned, who is skinny, so I don't have a lot of muscles on me. Um, I have to down there, like really going to overdrive with my personality and my talents and other attributes damn near just to really get somebody to pay attention to me but even with that it's more so a confidence thing too like i can't allow for everything else like racism colorism featureism and all the other stuff to hold me back when it's like yo i'm confident as fuck i know who i am um you know i may not have all the muscles in the world but i got a big dick and a big heart so there's that and uh you're gonna love me anyways so there's that on that I know that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's because Anthony like fell back in his chair. <laughs> but um, I agree. And that's the thing, I think I saw the thread that you were talking about, the one that just Henry made. He actually quoted me in that. Um, and I thought that was a very informational thread. I thought it went really into detail about the topic. And I do agree that people that fit the societal totem poles of let's say pretty privilege and or are placed on a pedestal tend to have an easier time finding romantic interest but it's usually on a surface level. As in, if you ever took the time to get to know one of these people, because unfortunately I have every now and then, um, just like Prince Onyx said, they usually lack substance just for the fact that they were able to coast by on their appearance. And I feel like a relationship without substance is not going to last. And that's why you tend to see them be the ones most vocally about oh, men ain't shit, and oh, why haven't I found a man, and blah, 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 and I'm like, girl, 
you have been expressing nothing about your personality aside than I serve face, which is perfectly fine. You know, physical appearance usually gets people in, but if you have nothing to actually speak about or hold someone's attention, it doesn't normally last. Uh, Kenneth, you have your hand up. Yes, I do. All right. So as being um, the, the fat and the femme of the group, thank you very much. I've experienced that quite often where men would, uh, and I said this to Nico once before, I've usually gets hit up by DL men who don't have any interest in me whatsoever. And then I also don't get, I really don't talk to a lot of um, actual queer men because um, all of them are shallow and they don't want to have to deal with this. Uh, what's the nicest way I can put this? This double Y refrigerator. So I have to, I, I get nothing basically in a sense, you know what I mean? And so sometimes it can be a little damaging because as a person who's really worked hard to develop their personality, develop a, a, something that's really nice that everybody enjoys that all my friends love and everything like that, no one really would take, take, take the time to get to know that person because they just want something sexually done to themselves. And it, it's, it sort of sucks because it's like, you, you see what you want to see in a person and some people some men look at me and all they see is like an oversized plush toy for some reason and i i and i don't present myself on social media in any way that isn't what normally you would see on like instagram or something like that or like on you know dating apps this is it's what you get is what you get it's head and shoulders a little beat face that's about it but it's it's like they they like to see what they want to see and i and sometimes it's a pain in the ass and sometimes i have to curse them in the mouth i mean i did that to one guy but it is what it is you know what i mean no i completely agree and i i think i touched on that at the end of the video where i said no matter if you post shirtless no matter if you're just posting selfies if a man is going to objectify you he is going to objectify you, you could just be going about your day-to-day -day life like for example I'll, I don't even go out dressed up anymore. I will wear a baggy shirt, I'll wear a baggy pair of pants, and I will still get groped. It, it just doesn't matter how you present yourself. It's just, if someone wants to do something to you, they're going to do it. And I, I really hate the fact that people can look at you, like anybody, for example, look at anybody and just be like, oh, they're only good for this or that. People have personalities, people have emotions. They're three-dimensional people, you know? Obviously, some of us like sex, but that's not usually our entire being. Um, someone uh, this at the someone once commented on something. Or I saw someone's profile, and it was like, "Some of y'all make sex into a hobby, and it's not funny." <laughs> that's the thing, and, and that's the, I thought I mean, that was funny. <laughs> it is funny because it's true, and I mean, I'm not against it. You know, I've, I'm very open on Patreon about my freak. You know, I do my thing. I, I, I'm not a prude, but. If your entire personality revolves around sex, it doesn't really lead much more to that. So when people like try to objectify me and be like, oh, well, I would like to have sex with you. I'm like, well, what more can you give me aside from sex? Because I've gotten to the point in my grown age, I'm turning 26 this month. I can get a nut on my own. I don't need a man to get a nut. Like, I, I, I really don't need a man, period, if you're not going to add anything beneficial to my life. I agree with what you're saying because... It's like, sadly, we become a hypersexual community, you know, and I understand that everybody has needs and everything like that. And I completely respect that. At the same time, where's the social connection need aspect of it all? Where's the need to want to, like, I always say, I do not need to know your entire life story. I just need to know something about you. 
give me something. You know what I mean? I don't need to know what happened to your parents, why they got a divorce. I don't need to know why you beat up this brother at the block. Like, you know what I mean? I don't need to know why you got them three strikes. I don't care. But like, give me, give me a little something. Give me, tell me what you do for a living. It's genuinely a fear of intimacy at this point, because at this point, if you can't tell me what you do, but you can let me nut in you, I don't understand why there are certain barriers in social like dynamics. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. For example, whenever I, I think I've told you guys in my um, Patreon videos that I've gotten to the point in my sexual, you know, escapades, if there's no chemistry, if there's no intimacy, I will not stay erect. And I'm a proud person that will say that. I don't give a fuck if y'all want to say something. I have to have some kind of energy. I don't have to love you. I don't have to know your entire life story, but there has to be a connection beyond a whole as a whole. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people in our community are so starved for that attention and that like intimacy that when they're given it, they fall head over heels because I've been in experiences where I'll hold somebody's hand, I'll kiss somebody during like a link up and they'll suddenly get attached because most people are just like, I just want to bust the nut. And they don't take that time to show that care during the act. CKC, you have your hand up, my bad. Oh, no, I wanted to hear you finish your point. That was a really interesting point that was going to build off what I wanted to say. I'm sorry. No, I, I, since I stopped, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's fine. Um, you were talking about hand holding, which sounded really sweet and sex. Um, and I think that is, like, I feel like it's normal to, like, um, have a certain level, to need a certain amount of chemistry. And... Uh, I feel like that's a part of what makes someone attracted or mutually attracted to each other. It's kind of depressing to think that you could like not have chemistry with someone and have sex with them. Um, I think that's that's not fun, even if you're just doing a hookup or casual sex with someone. Uh, but anyways, my point is just that like I feel like there's this cyclical thing that happens where we, the community or the there's a lot of pressure in the community to be hyper masculine or. Um, kind of fit this like social like standard on the hierarchy but then as a result um people are closed off and lack empathy and are just focused on sex uh, which is someone who occasionally makes sex a hobby i think is not healthy um sometimes it, you should have multiple hobbies uh, whether that's knitting or anime or books or whatever like you should have like multiple things about your personality um beyond sex i think that's better um, but anyways, like back to the cycle. I feel like there's this cycle where you like people try and push to fit this like hyper masculine image, even though most of us fail in some ways or another. Um, and then when you try and look for things outside of that, people are so indoctrinated to the need to have that uh, hyper masculine or whatever um, image that you reject it outside of social, like outside of um, sex. So if you don't fit that need, you if you don't. If someone doesn't see you as someone that they're attracted to or fits an image, it's like straight people. They don't want to hang out with you even socially to Kenneth's point. Um, so you're kind of stuck. Stay. The only way you can find queer friends or gay friends in general is outside of like the club or bar scene or really anything. You have to really like, like, I don't know. I'm not one of those, those like people that go to like softballs or like softball or gay softball leagues, but I would hope that those are areas where you can find friends socially without it having to be on sex and attraction you just sign up and go but i think you just kind of end up having to look outside of party scenes in order to find friends because a lot of queer or gay spaces let me be specific circuit the circuit scene 
bar scene, whatever, you kind of have to like fit an image, um, which is why I'm not surprised when a lot of gay people like going in, especially myself, so at the ancient age of 32, um, a lot of my friends are mostly straight people or like non-gay people, to be honest. That's interesting and I agree. And I feel like when we try to adhere to this, uh, like you said, the masculinity pedestal or the hypersexuality within the community trying to be visible, if we don't go to these specific places where they have specific hobbies that fit our own, it, it kind of leaves it in a physical aspect, such as if you go to a softball league, I doubt they're going to prioritize having a physical attraction to you to join the team. Uh, but if you go to a bar that is already sexual, it's, it's just gonna fit into the, you can't sit with a stereotype. And I've noticed that because I'll go places such as bookstores, I'll go to places such as Grab Coffee, Fusion Taco, fucking lit. I don't know if they have that where y'all live, but it's one of my favorite spots. And we'll just vibe out, you know? I don't really, if you're not in this situation where looks are prioritized, it's a lot easier to make friends that aren't oriented around physical appearance. Um, let's see. Prince Onyx, your hand is up. I'm sorry, I caught you off guard. <laughs> you did, I was like, wait. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, going back to the point that you were making about like when you've kissed guys or held their hand and they they become attached, which is really clingy, unfortunately. And it's because for so long we have been deprived of being able to be open with our relationships, holding hands in public or even in a grocery store and kissing and hugging on each other in public and, for, and not to be berated and face homophobia. So and even now, like the further and further more we get away from the fuck it, the dark ages, you know what I'm saying, of having to hook up in cars and at gyms and at night and all types of stuff, people are still choosing to live in the shadows. And I'm, I'm sorry if I keep like stopping myself because it's like I'm actually trying to be PC, which is I know where a shocker with Prince Onyx, but I'm not trying to hurt you sensitive bitches feelings because y'all love to get hurt any fucking way. Y'all love to be hurt. But, you know, it's like... You being PC, that's a damn lie. It is. That's why I'm like, I'm centering myself and I'm like, hold on, wait. Fuck your feelings. Y'all need to come out the damn dark ages. Y'all are still stuck in there. But it, like Nico said, y'all will be on the timeline talking about, oh, it's hard to find friends who don't want to fuck. Or, oh, I don't think friends should fuck. But you done ran through your whole fucking friend circle like a damn Tomb Raider. And then when those friends stop fucking on you and now they're in relationships and they don't want shit to do with you, then you're mad and then your city is lame all of a sudden. So then you move to another city and then that city's lame all of a sudden because you keep running through your circle of friends. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one fucking mic? Somebody tell me, I would like to know. And even with CKC's point, like, cause with me, I have predominantly straight friends and I have a few, a handful of queer friends. And even navigating those relationships and friendships, it's not difficult per se, but it's just like, damn, I would like to have more queer friends, but it just, you know, if you, the moment you put somebody in a friend zone, they get upset and feel like, oh, what, you're not attracted to me? I'm not with, I'm not trying to be your friend because of how attractive you look. I'll hang out with anybody, whether you're plus size, whether you're skinny like me, whether you're tall and lanky, whether whatever, like whether you're shorty, like whatever, like I hang out with everybody. Everybody gets a chance to be my friend around these parts. Fuck what you talking about? Like, fuck is you on, nigga? What are you talking about? I completely agree. I completely agree. And I feel like people that say they don't have friends, but it it, 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 it kind of falls into that 
spectrum of, you know, making friends that you're sexually attracted to and then you end up having sex because that's the thing when it comes to hypersexuality and romantic interest. If you find someone attractive, if you're both going around getting drunk tipsy and you're both attracted to each other, odds are there's room for error. So, I mean, I've noticed in our community that people that look for friends and say, oh, I don't have any friends, oh, everybody wants to sleep with me. It's usually because they find friends in hypersexual areas, such as bars, hookup apps, etc. And I mean, those in the digital age, using apps to make friends is one thing, but when you're making friends off a of grinder, it's not always like a safe bet that that person wants to be your platonic friend because I've made, I've been in a situation where I specifically went on the friends tab, you know, because I used to be on Grinder back in the day, not anymore. If anything, you might catch me on Jacked every blue moon, see if the new niggas are in town, but that's it. But <laughs> but um, I went on there and I started talking to a guy who had interest in anime. I was not physically attracted to this man whatsoever. And I was just talking about anime, talking about, oh, we should hang out. We should like, you know, do something. He's like, oh, do you want to fuck? And I went, you're in the friends tab. I don't understand why you would ask me, well, fuck? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. And I, I feel like that's the thing because we are attracted to the same gender because if you find somebody with your hobbies, especially if it's not within the mainstream, you're gonna start to have a crush on somebody if you find them attractive. And it just makes things a lot more difficult because I personally, I've made friends with people that were like, yeah, I just wanna be friends. I need more friends in town. And it's usually while I'm in a relationship. So I'm just like, oh, I don't mind. So we become friends and suddenly when we break up, it's a, oh, I've always had a crush on you and I was just being respectful and I'm like, Using friendship as that bridge to get into a relationship is kind of a slippery slope because it leads you into an area where you're romantically and or sexually tied with your entire group at that point. But um, Kenneth, I believe you had your hand up first. Yeah, I did. Okay. So um, I happen to have a good circle of queer friends, actually. And I did meet all, most like um, most like 95% of them in the nightlife scene but it, they were more so in like relaxed areas of like little dive bars and stuff like that that we have here in New York um, and so that was what is Trey doing with this camera right now I'm so it's just distracting the hell out of me I'm sorry so <laughs> it was like, that that's how I met my friends Are and like are my friends attractive? Of course they are. They're all attractive men, but I don't find, but then I don't find them attractive. And so- and you can acknowledge their, oh yeah, my friend's attractive, but it's not like I want to sleep with them. Of course, that's that's true. Like I don't, that's, that's the friend circle I have. But when I hear people who say that they don't, they want more friends who don't sleep with them, then maybe you need to be friends with somebody who you don't find attractive, because that might actually be a lot easier for you to have a friend rather than you trying to find friends in men that you know you find this attraction is something like that. And and also about friend zoning, like I've been friend zoned a couple of times and it's like, okay, it is what it is. I can't do shit about it. I know what it is. You know what I mean? You can't handle all of this. That's your problem, not mine's. And, and then just and you just keep it pushing. You know what I mean? This is a lot to handle. I got two personalities floating in this giant body of mine. So you got to worry about all of that. You got to come with wigs, makeup, clothes, two sets of it. You got to deal with all of this shit. So if you don't want to deal with that, that's your that's your choice, honey. But you also missing out something very golden right here. I'm just going to say it right now. Something very golden. I know that's right. And I, I honestly believe if you just find friends that you share hobbies with, personalities click, 
you would have a much fruit, a much more fruitful friendship than, oh, I need a, I, like that, it, it brings me back to that video that went viral on Twitter where that girl was like, oh, I need other baddie friends and blase, blase. You don't need to surround yourself with people that you find attractive. A friendship is not supposed to be based on sexuality or physical trait. Very, what is happening? Um, get, sorry, I got distracted by the chat. <laughs> um, CKC, you have your hands up my path. Yeah, I'll go pick because I'm really interested in what Trey has to say. Um, I just think we should bring back, like, I don't know how other people look at friends, but like, I feel like, for lack of a better term, I feel like if you don't really have a platonic crush on your friends, why are you friends with them? Like, like if you, if you haven't really like wanted to like platonically hang out with friends or like have an interest in like their personality or spending time with them, I don't get why people like are in the rafters around like being friends with someone because you think you'll like have a chance to fuck them if they like break up. No, like I, I, I get that it's like complicated in terms of like some people who are able to like navigate sex with friends or with, with some friends casual or otherwise. Um, I personally can't relate to that because I've never had friends that I've, it's usually the opposite where I've been friends with someone for a while and then I might develop a crush on them rarely. Uh, but to your point about um, that phenomenon, I noticed that a lot with straight people where, or at least straight women, straight women will talk about how they will be friends with someone and they're, and then they will just like, they, they can't, they can't have platonic relationships with, with men because they want to fuck or vice versa. I've heard straight men say that too about women. Um, so it's weird, but you don't have the option of like, not, I mean, you could, but it would suck. Um, excluding other gay men from your, I guess, social scene. Although I guess you could, if you wanted to, but that would again, suck. Um, that's just all I wanted to say. No, I agree. And I know that women deal with that often <clears throat> and they usually speak about it on social media. And that's the thing that unfortunately in our community, since they at least have the same sex that they can make friends with. You know, they don't always have to make a guy friend. In our case, we're all gay to bisexual men. So if we want somebody to bond with over our experiences, over our tribulations, especially within our, you know, tight knit community, it, it's always room for error. And Trey, you have your hand up. How y'all doing? Uh, okay, baritone. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I I have trouble with this because I uh, usually when I tell people that I just want to be friends or I'm just looking for friends, they don't want to be my friend. They they want me to just you know have sex with them or be with them. A lot of people want me to be with them, but if I just want to be the friend, they don't. <laughs> They don't, they don't, they don't want to just be friends. They got to be something more. And I feel like that kind of comes in. I kind of, I, I will say I do that to myself a little bit because I too am one of those people who say I need more platonic friends because a lot of the friends I have, 90, 90% of them I have had some type of sexual relationship with. And it's not like I'm just sleeping with my friends. It's like, it will be people who I just hook up with and then we start hanging out. I'm like, oh, you're cool. So then we'll stop hooking up and we'll just become friends. 
but the basis of how that friendship started was a hookup. So, you know, I've been in relationships where they're like, uh, you've had sex with this friend? Yeah. You've had sex with that friend? Yeah. You've had sex with this friend? Yeah. Do you not have any friends that you didn't have sex with? No, but I'm not currently having sex with them. You live but, in Atlanta, Trey, or something like that? No, I no, live in Indy. That nigga is in Indiana. He is right next door to me, but God Trey, damn. Trey, if you don't mind me asking, like, is does that come become an issue with those friendships, or are they solidly No, the friendships, the friendships are fine. Like, the friendships are, uh, well, to my knowledge, are platonic. Um... They haven't tried. I think they see the energy that I'm on. I'm not on no sexual energy no more. So they kind of stayed there. Um, one, one dissolved. I guess they was mad that we wasn't doing anything anymore. But all the other ones are pretty strong friendships. Um, there is somewhat of a level of sexual energy where there is some flirtation, but we don't have sex. But I do, I will say it did cause problems in relationships where it's like, damn, what friends did you not have sex with? But uh, it kind of, I will say that I think friendship or what they try to perceive it as or push it as is a currency based on how attractive you are. It's like people don't want to be friends with anybody they don't find attractive, which is backwards and not how it's supposed to be. So uh, I think once we can dis disassociate friendship and attractiveness or desirability, then there will be a lot of strong platonic relationships between bisexual and gay men that are not based on sex. I agree. I agree that if we don't focus physical appearance in our friendships, it will allow for a deeper connection because platonic relationships, I've gotten into this argument on social media where I said, I don't sleep with my friends and people got upset because they're like, oh, well, I sleep with my friends and they're still very good friendships. And I'm like, okay, but when you get into a relationship, suddenly y'all aren't friends anymore. When they get into a relationship, suddenly it dissolves. It's like, for example, with Trey's experience, a lot of gay and bisexual men, since we are always on, you know, the digital space and we are a sex-focused community, we tend to meet up in these kind of interactions. Because I've had a few friends where we started off sexual or we started off, you know, dating. But after that, like Trey, it fizzles out. It's, it's not most of my friends. But a few of my friends, I'll admit that I've gotten there. But it's just at a certain point, you just respect the boundaries that you two have set up and you can just be chill. But it also does complicate relationships because I think I told you guys in a previous video where one of my exes had told me, yeah, I was dating this guy and he invited me into his friend circle and they all had energy with me because he was having sex with them. So, I mean, it, it definitely complicates an already difficult situation because dating in general, not even just LGBT dating, is extremely complicated for no reason in today's day and age. LaShawn, you have your hand up. Hey guys. Um, yeah, I, yeah, just to um, add what you guys said too, um, it's very complicated. Like, I, I get it, you know, we're guys and guys are usually in visual aspects of things, especially with us game by men. We don't know how to separate our desires with being platonically friends. So it, um, I'm not saying it doesn't, it can't happen as it could, but it's just so rare because people don't know how to handle the, you know, setting boundaries and emotions and, you know, oh crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. 
boundaries, emotion. Let me help you out. Boundaries and emotions when it comes to gay and bisexual men having sex with each other and friendships. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. So the, it's like it's so infixated in our culture, you know, to have sex, even when it comes to our friends. It's like there's so much sex, 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 sex in our culture. And nothing's wrong with that as somebody who is sex positive, but like too much, it, it's just too much and it screws you up psychologically emotionally and spiritually so we have to we have to establish boundaries now i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon it will be a long slow progress because when you think about with our generations and our generations before that you know no one talked about these things so it's like unrepressive desires we don't know how to channel it it's almost like you're it's almost like you're being like a teenager all over again you're just trying to figure stuff out you know it's unfortunate but you know it is what it is but i still do believe we should you know establish boundaries and hold ourselves accountable if you have few friends that are okay with it then that hey godspeed do you you know but just respect that not everybody wants that and there's a reason for it no, I agree. And um, <clears throat> I definitely wanted to add in on the, it does affect your self-esteem. It does affect your mental state when someone essentially says, I don't want to be friends with you unless I have access to your body. And I mean, at that point, you have to really think about every interaction you have with someone in that group. Do you actually want to be my friend? Do you have an interest in me? Are we actually chill? Or do you just want to secretly fuck me? Because I've been in a situation where I've met up with somebody off of Facebook, like off of a gay Facebook group. And we were getting tacos and he was like, oh, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you don't have sex with me, I feel like you're too stuck up to be my friend. And I'm like, why would I have sex with my friend? And I mean, obviously, I, like I said, I've had situations where I've had a hookup and it turned into a friendship, but I don't just smash my friends just because it, it holds no, but why'd you lean in, Kim? What you got to say? No, because that sounds stupid. Like, what? how do you suck up if you don't want to have sex with somebody? What kind of bullshit is that? Like, unless that's where it was leading to, unless he solicited himself onto you, then yes. But if you were just hanging out as platonic friends, you're not fucking stuck up. You're just a decent human being. I think people forget about decency. I, I generally yeah, do. I'm going to add that. Yeah, and on top of that, I think it's because of validations. Like, if you sleep with me, then it's like, okay, I'm worth something. I have a prize. And this is the main problem with gay and bi men when it comes to for sleeping. Like we cannot equate our self-esteem with how many guys we're sleeping with. And anything, it does the quite opposite. You know, it makes you not have a high self-esteem. It makes you feel lower because you're constantly being used. Like, don't, like sex is good, but it's only temporary. It's, like, it's almost like having a tasty snack, right? It's good, it tastes good for the moment, but in the long term, it's not good for you. It's not like the three the three course meal that you need to keep your life energetic and sustainable. So, and I think this is one of the unhealthy habits we gotta learn to deprogram from our brains. Like I said, it's gonna take some time. Some are gonna be insecure, but it is what it is. I completely agree. And like you said, sex is usually a temporary fix, but it usually leaves you wanting more. Because I know a few people that would tell me, oh, well, I feel lonely. I feel like I want to be held, so I'll have sex. But then they'll have sex, and then they feel even lonelier. And I'm like, 
yes, sex is fun, sex is cool, but having to leverage your body to have somebody want to be around you is going to destroy your self-esteem in the long run, in my own opinion, from what I've seen personally. But yes, um, unfortunately, we are running out of time. So we're going to end the recording now. But thank you, everybody, for your, your, your commentary, your addition to the dialogue. Trey is feeling his music. I know that's right, Kang. But from here, we will cut off. I'll see y'all next time.